If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. What are those inputs that you're looking for and, and dialing in for that to happen? What does the roadmap for you look like over the next few years doing this job? The better you get, the more you get paid. What's your secret sauce? What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the SauceCast. As usual, today we have the directors, Carson Buse, Chandler, and our guest today, Corey Clark, also known as the sales therapist, is on today. Corey, we're so stoked to have you. How are you doing, man? Stoked to be here, dude. It's good. We are uh, happy, man. Happy, happy. <laughs> happy to be here. Always, always stoked to be on a podcast, man. So awesome. It's been happening more recently. So this was a, yeah. When I got the invite, I was uh, nothing, nothing short of being stoked. Let's go. <laughs> That's for my Cali boys out there. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing short of being stoked. So cool. We're stoked to have you too, dude. I think. I, I mean, with a name like The Sales Therapist, yeah, that's got to yeah. have a story, right? There's got to be something behind that branding and everything that you're doing there. Tell us where that name came from, where you're, where you're from, and, and kind of your story. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and that's what I always want to do. So, well, not always want to do, but once I started school, I, I uh, yeah, it was just kind of the route that I that I wanted to do and so I went for it but I think where'd you go uh, to school? Uh, BYUI oh, so nice. it's the whole BYUI thing psychology or sociology it was a major in psychology and marriage and family studies so wow. yeah um, and then during that time like we all we all know it's, I needed money so uh, I did door to door baby gotcha. there you go. it happens to all I of us I did so uh, what were you selling? what's that? what were you selling? a pest control okay yeah yeah and I did that and uh, I'm sorry uh, I've always, I've always been a pretty, pretty, I'm nothing crazy, but pretty high performer. I just also burnt out big time. So like when I was feeling good, I was selling well. When I wasn't feeling good, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really performing that well. Where did Drop you some sell? stats on us, dude. Yeah, dude. So Let's first, first summer, 275, so 275 accounts. So nothing crazy. Is that good? Is that good trade? Great for summer. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Really good. So like you, you, typically top 5%. you would have made less. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, just, I just heard about that. That's how it works. works. Yeah, um, you made like no money on T Hutch, right? That's right. Yeah. You can most, the most you can make on down. Yeah, if they go two fifty or more, you're, go, you're going negative at that point. So. What? Um, that makes zero. So sense. yeah, so I did that, and honestly, after my first summer, even doing really, really well, I initially like the thought was like, "There's no way in heck I'm doing this again, dude. There's mm. just no way." And essentially, just at the end of the summer, I was just it was just me, just totally emotionally gassed. Yeah. Um, which ultimately crept up and bothered me because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to turn down. Like, because at the same, I mean, I still have the same problem. I still need money for grad school. I mean, grad school is expensive, right? Like, I still. How much you make after back end and everything? That first summer, it was like 48 grand. So nothing, nothing crazy. At the time, though, just newly dude, married, that's, that's like good. 48 grand. I was, we were chilling, dude, in Rexbury. Rent was like 600 bucks. Dude, we were married that house covers and we're, you for a year and a half. Yeah, dude, we were chilling, man. No expenses or very little expenses. And so that 48 grand carried us for sure. Um, but yeah, ultimately still, still went back and did some more door to door. Um, essentially off and on did summer sales and door to door for six years. Still passed. Wow. Pest, um, I, I started like the, um, a lot of pest control companies now do like a termite program mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. where essentially you, it's like already set appointments yeah. and with customers and you just essentially termite prevention. So I, I did that, um, which was actually really, that was, that was pretty dope. Where'd you, was what companies good. did you work for? Um, the ma mainly Moxie. 
Um, so the termite kings, right? Yeah, they kind of implemented. I don't know who started the termite program, but um, I know I was. If I think I was the first rep to roll that out with them um, in Oklahoma, um, but with with a few others. So I have a mission um, buddy that's been doing that the last few years in Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, and then in grad school, uh, I. <laughs> I went to I went to grad school at Oklahoma State University, which is in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Stillwater is like an hour south of Tulsa and an mm. hour north of Oklahoma City. So a lot of companies don't really like travel. It's not really financially worth it for them, like pest control companies, to travel um, to Stillwater and pitch. I mean, they do. They'll do like a two week blitz in there and just like try to get as many customers as they can, but um, they just don't stay there very long. So, anyways, when I was in grad school, I like pitched this like little mom and pop shop pest control company. I said, hey. Door to door is a thing. <laughs> I've done it, and uh, yeah, we kind of just did like pen and paper contracts and like really? went for it. So wow. when I was in grad school, uh, I, I helped do that a little bit too. Was that which termite? Was, which, no, that was that... just general pest. So yeah. you, you did termite and went back to general pest. Yep, yep. And then we we ended up they ended up you know recruiting a couple dudes from OSU and like it was mm, fun. That's sick. Dude. Yeah, and that, that that's actually where I implemented so. For me, door-to-door was always, like, just a vehicle to get money to pay for school, right. essentially, right, uh, initially. Um, I fell in love with it more over time. Um, for me, it really wasn't until becoming a therapist I was like, holy frick, like, this is what sales professionals need to know, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, even even that first summer, like, I'm burnt out, I'm gassed. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not coming back, dude. There's no way, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and people are like, dude, just... Do your morning routine, you know, be positive, do your X, Y, and Zs. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm trying. I'm trying to do my morning routine. I'm still struggling, right? And so, yeah, it really wasn't until becoming a therapist I was like, dude, this is where I saw change really for myself on a deeper level and some other ways mentally that just allowed me to really lift some big constraints holding me back um, just from getting drained. And so... Yeah, I just and I saw a big lift in my performance, especially consistency. Yeah. Like just consistently being able to sell. Obviously there's a level of within a level of consistency fluctuations allowed, obviously, in sales, right? But we don't want too much fluctuation. Um and so yeah, I uh I started doing like in my last year of grad school, started doing like I had the idea and I started doing free trainings for companies and seeing if it worked with other reps and just started like getting it out there and getting a little bit of data and whatnot. And, and then it just, after grad school, I just went full ham and went, went in the business and created it. So three so years, three years later, we're here. So yeah. what is your okay. actual, what is your degree? So it's, it's actually a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist is actually oh, wow. what it is, okay. which, which I don't market that. I just market, you know, licensed mental health therapist because i think marriage and family ther- sales reps gonna see that and go like what do you mean dude? <laughs> know, dude, like, yeah. help me out dude for sure do you ever, do you ever but, run into do you ever run into reps that that are, think of this like oh therapy like i don't need therapy oh dude dude that was the biggest constraint i mean the first seven months of my business i didn't make a dime so is it like strategy too because you were telling us like you call yourself a coach because of legal constraints yeah, yeah outside yeah. of california yep. but like yep. do you do that for marketing too Oh no! Because you on your Instagram, it's therapist. It's, yeah, it's 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 hmm. yeah, it's therapist. Yeah, because that's what you know. That's what I am. Um, and so, just on the individual level, I just always disclose that, you know, okay. um, awesome. as I'm working with reps for sure. Because I mean, we we essentially do the same work that I'm doing, and that's the thing. You got life coaches. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> right. You got people that are waking up tomorrow being a life coach. 
yeah. with no training, totally trying to do therapy. Yeah. Probably not the best thing ever. So for me, I'm like, I am a therapist. Let's go into life coach realm and actually create real change and help people in, in the way that they Very should cool. get help. So. Do you work more than with a rep or with a sales manager to kind of to implement some of your strategies? Yeah, so so both. When I first started the business, um, you know, I started pitching like company contracts. So I was landing like company deals and, and working with all their reps. And so I'd work with – and then now it's really focused more on – I worked with a lot of individual reps at lots of different companies. Um, any, but, bi- any big names that you work with? Like there? in terms of – like reps, yeah. I, I try to keep I try to keep it as confidential as possible. Your therapist, yeah, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so as long as as long as they're cool with me sharing it, then I'm then I then I drop me. But yeah, there's definitely he works if like, you if you saw like, like five or six people here. Well, dude, let's yeah. talk about the studs that he works with. I mean, I can talk about it. He he might not be able to, but Hunter Clark, Grayson wow. Wynn, dogs, dude. Diego, Diego, Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson's in the running for rookie of the year. I think Dallin too. Mc- and- McKay, yeah. McKay, uh, McKay Richards. Richards, like really absolute dogs, dude. The guys that are doing the very best right now in our company are working with our guy Corey. Looked on your Instagram, <laughs> wow. like Jake Clark follows you too. Like we have a, a lot of guys that follow you. you yeah. you're, you're a pretty big name, dude. Dude, for it's sure. been a this last. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you guys saying those things. Do you do anything with Knockstar? But- I saw that Danny. Follows you. Um, yeah, so not yet, not yet. Um, it's it's grown. The last like the last year and a half has been a lot of growth for sure. So again, like the first seven months, I'd make a diamond. That was kind of your That's your. Good. It's like, or you asked like, do sales reps are like therapy? Like what the heck, you yeah. know? <laughs> but the coolest thing is, dude, is like like this conversation right here. I mean, you just shouted out some names that people that I'm working with, and and results are following. Right? They are the top guys, and that's where, and that's where I'm like to be. Very clear though, like Hunter Clark has the top region in performance mm-hmm. for close per rep, pound for pound, at, like dominating. Yeah, sure. he's had a close. He's had one close per rep per week his whole region for like months. Yeah, and obviously can't take credit for all that, right? There's just a lot yeah. of <laughs> so Grayson, one, but, Diego, but yeah. like all these guys are. Dogs, but there's Alex, the concept yeah. of yeah, when you're in this job, it, typically when you when your mental game is when you're feeling good mentally and emotionally, and you're staying more consistent mentally. Dude, sales follow, mm-hmm. and so a lot of things that a lot of the reasons that keep sell or reps from from performance is is the mind for sure. So um, do you help with burnout. Yeah, essentially right? that's the Part point we try not to get to, right? Yeah. So essentially, the reason burnout happens is typically, obviously, there's going to be a level of exhaustion that happens either way in the job, right? Yeah. Um, like this is a this is a tough job. There's going to be some level of exhaustion that happens, no matter what, even if you are in a good mental and emotional state. Um, but there's a lot of unnecessary crap, I think, that reps don't have to go through that that creates more burnout, right? So Do you hedge then burnout? Is that what you try to do? Like avoid it? Yeah. Or like, yeah, essentially it's just like implementing, you know, my my big thing is like let's let's not avoid, right? Like there's like the dude just grind harder. Yeah. Me personally, I I love working hard. I'm a hard worker. Like, like that's something I'm going to is, is work hard. But I think the trap is sometimes reps grind harder and that push to grind harder. They're actually avoiding problems that maybe uh, they can address. And the analogy I use is if you pooped your pants while you were knocking doors. OK, if, just imagine you're knocking doors and you just straight up turn the pants, dude. <laughs> <laughs> would, would, would you would you keep knocking? 
I know, I know, I know reps that have done that and have kept knocking. That's a dog. How much poop in the pants? But I, think, but I think in this scenario we assume that it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. If you got to turn your pants, yeah. There's dude, I had a mission comp on dude. our way to our baptism. <laughs> Just lost it, bro. Like everyone's got the mission. I, I think guys typically okay with a little bit in his pants at any point. At any point. Okay, I can vibe with that. Okay, let's just let him keep going with the example. For the most large quantity. <laughs> for the most part, though, if you have a turn in your pants, dude, you're going to clean it up. For sure. For you're sure. Gonna, that's messy. Before you continue to knock doors. So the, the point that's is, powerful. too often reps take emotional dumps, and they just keep going. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it's really valuable to clean up your ish. And so, essentially, yeah. burnout sometimes happens because your body can only feel inadequate for so many days in a row without handling it mm-hmm. appropriately. Before one day, your body's like, bro, I don't want to feel this anymore. What are right. these emotional dumps that you see that they're like, this has got to get cleaned up? Yeah, so so inadequacy is a big one, mm. right? Like, I mean, we probably can all agree that we've probably felt inadequate yeah, sure. at times in, yeah. this, in this space, right? So I think the, this industry does a really good job of, you know, being result-oriented. Like, we got to get these numbers and these results and competitions and pressure and, com- you know, and comparison and, yeah. And to where I think emotionally, when a rep goes out there and isn't performing the way they want to, your body can experience inadequacy. And so inadequacy can kind of kind of frick with you for a little bit if you don't handle it right, right? Because, I mean, if you're knocking 50 doors, you're feeling inadequate, and it starts to spiral, you know, now now I'm walking up to the door feeling inadequate, acting inadequate, and of course I'm not going to get a sale. Right. Because what do I need? I need to be confident. I need to be able to push through the smoke screens. I need to be able to do my thing. But if I'm so wrapped up in this emotion, then it's going to take me away from just being cool and confident. Yeah. Right. Um, and so working through that, yeah, is, is super valuable. So that would be one um, insecure. Like you got a new rep that's maybe transitioning from pest to solar, or alarms to solar mm-hmm. or or just straight up coming into the solar space. And I think a lot of rookie reps like initially feel really insecure not necessarily in themselves, but in their abilities, like they're not yet secure in their abilities to do the job well, right? And because you got to learn, you got to, you got to, and so they confuse that insecurity with insecurity in themselves when in reality they're just insecurity and insecure in the moment. And the way to grow past it is just keep learning, keep growing, keep failing. But because they're confusing with like, I'm insecure in myself, it, there's that extra drainage that's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, there's, yeah. So what, how do you, oh, go ahead. What do you do for, Reps, so like maybe it's a brand new rep that has in door to door, it's called contact hesitation, right? Where mm-hmm. you like pull up to your area oh, yeah, and you, Anxiety. You, can't, you can't hit that first yeah. door. Like, That's what it. do you do for something like that? Yeah. Or like, what, what's even like going on? Yeah. So, um, that's super common, right? Like, anxiousness yeah. in this industry is like <laughs> so common. To some extent, of course, you're going to feel some sort of anxiety, right? Like you're full, pretty much full commission based. Like you don't make money today unless you go sell. Yeah. So there's going to be somewhat a level of like I'm feeling anxious. I think I think the real trap is is that reps, a rep that can let's say you've sold 200 days, let's say you've done 200 days where you've performed. Okay. All all of us probably have. Yeah. All of us have sold at least 200 days and performed on 200 days, right? But we can wake up 201. Day 201 and feel like I got to prove it to myself again that I can sell. Yeah. It's like we wake up and it's like because we're back at zero, it's like automatically I got to reprove to myself that I can do this job. 
When in reality, dude, I did it 200 days. It's like you're a rookie every it's day. It's like, dude, I just got to wait. Like, I already know. Like, I've already, yeah, it's like you're a rookie every day. When in reality, it's like, dude, I just got to wake up and trust the process now. I don't got to wake up and prove. I've already proven that 200 times. Yeah. I just got to wake up and do, so do me. That's that's a thing. That's a that's a huge thing. Never so so that. that that would be that's one thing for sure. But the anxiety can come from lots of different things. I mean, you also got like, and this is really where like one on ones are so valuable because mm. I'm a big proponent of like get to know yourself on a deeper level so you can solve like deeper constraints, right? Yeah. So like a, a an, an easy example would be like maybe someone who within relationships outside of sales leans more towards like people pleasing tendencies, meaning, you know, if somebody like yeah, they're, they're always going to meet somebody else's need to make sure they're good because when they're good, I'm good, right? And so like on a door, you know, if you're falling into a people-pleasing tendency and, and typically in relationships, you go on a door and someone gives you an objection, the natural tendency is to do what? Okay, have a nice day. I agree with them. Right? And so it's wow. not just a matter of pushing through smoke. It's not just a matter of telling a rep, like, dude, push through smoke screen. It's like there's an emotional constraint there because they haven't handled relationships like that their whole life. And so now you tell this rep to go push through, push through, push through smoke screens and, and the objections. And that's really takes a lot for them emotionally to do because this pattern that they've created for years. Right. Yeah. When in reality, it's like we just need to view the situation a little differently. So and work with, through that with patterns like that, what are some practices that you have them do? Yeah. So um, really, really, the biggest one would be like understanding where where and why that come where that where that comes from, why that comes from. So I mean, that, that, I mean that's that, yeah, essentially yeah, confronting it, working through it. That's that that is the biggest thing to to alleviating it for sure. So these um, these the service you provide is definitely very similar to to actual therapy. Oh, dude, where yeah. You, you yeah. go and talk about maybe even past traumas or experiences that make them feel that way that influence them in their sales totally. job now. Yeah, yeah, because the anxieties and the reason anxiety is there is because your body's protecting it from something, right? So. There's a lot of reasons why someone may feel anxiety is just kind of figuring out what that reason is and understanding the deeper constraint to it. And then, yeah, strategies to, to work through it. But, um, wow. yeah, it's sick, dude. It's really, really this is fun. pretty cool. And the coolest part is, too, to, to, to your thought earlier, is you get, like, people are like, oh, therapy, I don't need that. But then you, now I'm getting these, you know, 20, you know, these, these dudes. I mean, I'm 28, but these guys in, these, in their 20s, talking with a therapist that probably would have never actually reached out to a therapist. Yeah. And now we're doing real work, work that I'm like, dude, this is actually helping you in so many areas of life, you know? And so that's, that's the benefit also to me. That's, I don't market that because it doesn't matter, but like, to me it matters. Cause I'm like, dude, now I'm getting all these reps that would have actually never reached out to a therapist and now they are because we're doing it and, and it makes sense and it's helping them make more money, but also helping them in other areas too. Cause you're not even really solving fun. like the sales problems. You're solving their own, their own personal. Yeah. Personal. And whatever's keeping them mentally and emotionally from performing. Yeah. But like in terms of sales tactic and stuff, I mean, obviously I've done sales so that helps. Yeah. But I, I, I tr yeah, that's not the focus. It's yeah. smart because a lot of reps won't reach out to a therapist just because of the stigma it has. But if it's in the name of improving your sales game, which is always something that reps are like proud to yeah. to do yeah. then then this is a way to get to where they need yeah. to be and that's why i think it took again seven months i didn't make a dime and then traction just started growing and and it's people started talking and and now it's yeah it's a lot different for sure so if i if i have reps you know maybe a, let's say i'm a manager in whatever part of california my reps 
Yeah. Right now it's it's mid August in solar. We don't experience as much burnout just because of the nature of solar and and, yeah. and how much we knock. Which I love that. And which is nice. The reps <laughs> can last. You know, I have reps right now. You know, who are psyched about the next three months. They've been out since yep. January, right? Yep. But there are a few. Totally. You know, here and there, they're like, okay, I'm getting a little tired, right? Yeah. Should they be looking into doing this themselves, or should the manager be looking into doing some sort of group process, like I've seen yeah. you do before? Uh-huh. What's what's what should people be looking yeah, for? You're never going to regret investing in yourself for sure. Like I think if it makes sense and it's the right fit, that's why I always do. Like as of now, I'm still doing it. I mean, it might change here in a little bit, but I still I do always do a free call for anybody interested in working with me because I'm like, let's just see, let's just chat it up and see if it makes sense and if it's a good fit. Because sometimes it's not. Um, but if it is, then yeah, there's there's and it makes sense and they feel good about it. Yeah, they're not going to regret you know making that investment to to do it. And I do have managers though that that also yeah I I, I do work with smaller teams or managers that want to work out a deal for their reps, whatever it may be. Um, I think personally, I'm a big proponent of individuals investing their own money to work in themselves. Yeah. Because there's just this like, and that's why like I don't I don't do an hourly rate. I do a package rate because I want them to buy this package that they're committing investing in, right? Because it's like I don't want I don't want them to just book a session when they want to. I want them to be like, no, we're going to do this thing because I, I want to be a part of that change process with them, right? And I want that investment, which is good. They're coming you with, to you with a purpose, And when I right? say investment, the emotional, mental investment, like that's yeah. what I want, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I like that. I think that's a good model because everyone that comes and sees you is coming with a purpose to get better. Totally. It's not because Chandler, their manager, to told them to go, hey, go talk to Corey, right? It's like these guys want to improve, Yep. which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, commitment is... Yeah, like all I of you want commitment too. Yeah, are are doing this, dude. It's like three, four, five guys doing this. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, it's sick. That's so that. sick. Yeah. It's way cool. Yeah. Do you do you have success a lot with people that are already in that burnout stage? Like, is there like a rescue program yeah. that you do? Yeah, <laughs> resuscitation. Yeah, 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 dude. That's a really, really good, uh, good question. So, um, obviously, it's always nice when I can get them a little bit before that stage. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I have. It's August right now, so. I work with a lot of solar reps, but also pests and alarms, right? So you get these guys that are t- towards the tail end of the summer that are buying right now. Um, and, and like yesterday, I just got a text from, from a rep that just purchased two weeks ago. And he was just like at complete burnout, like wasn't even on the doors knocking. And, mm. and he just had his like, he didn't have his best week, but he just, he just bumped back up to where he, where he should had be. Had a good week. Yeah. Had a really good week, which is like, if you really think about it, it's a pretty big deal. Come coming, going from a place of like, I'm not knocking because I'm burnt out to I just had a really good week. You don't really see that very much in the industry. You know, typically once they're there, it's like, yeah, sorry, bro. Point no return, which is why I asked because it's crazy how like in in both industries I've worked in, I've seen like a rep just kill it for multiple months. And then just like a week goes by and something happened to them mentally. And they're just like, I'm I'm done. You know, I got to go. Yeah. In some cases it is. You know, the the burnout's heavier than others, and it's hard, but, um, yeah, for the most part, it's... But if there's something, then give them a chance to come back from that. Totally. That's, that's always worthwhile. You know what we always write it off as? It seems like we always write it off as, oh, he's complacent. He made his money yeah. in solar, right? Because, like, yeah, they'll totally. get a fat paycheck from five <clears throat> installs or whatever, and then they'll yeah. stop working. Yeah. We always write it off as, oh, he's complacent, he made his money. But it's sounding like that's not always the case. What, what's the, I mean, yeah. that's definitely a huge part of it, right? Yeah, like, the, the complacency trap is definitely a thing. Um and I got, I definitely got my two cents there with the complacency trap. Well, how do you fix it? Um, we got that all over the place. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You are in right, though, in the sense that there is there there probably is some other things um, playing playing into that, you know. Um, but but in terms of the complacency dilemma, is the way I, the way I view complacency is like it's it's I, I view it more as like a moral dilemma because like every rep that's got the big paycheck and is now slacking off, do they really want to be that rep that's slacking off at their core? No, they don't like no. I, I don't think anyone wants to be that rep. Yeah. Right. And so mm. what happens, though, is they because they're tired emotionally, immensely, whatever it may be, for whatever reasons. And that's worth addressing. That's the other side of this. Right. The other side of the problem is they fall into the trap of not working. They do slack off. And then but their value is what I want to work hard. And I want to be the rep that finishes strong, or I want to be the rep that stays consistent, but their actions say one other thing. So when that happens, it creates cognitive dissonance, All right. So co- you know what cognitive dissonance Never is? heard of that before. It's, you have to define it. Cognitive dissonance is essentially when your actions don't line up with your beliefs and values. Okay. So their action is being lazy, but they actually value like being the rep to, that finishes strong. So it creates cognitive dissonance, but how they justify it is, I just got paid fat, dude. I'm fine. <laughs> Right. So I can chill out for a minute. And so that's how they that justification is how they cope with their emotional discomfort of cognitive dissonance. That is that in that moment. How do you how do you help a guy to get or like to understand, though, because to some to one person, a hundred grand in his bank account might not be a lot, whereas to another person, five thousand dollars totally might, might be a ton like they've never seen that. before. Yeah. So your question is, how do I get somebody to yeah. understand, like, dude, five, how, how are you chilling at five grand? Compla- yeah. How are you complacent at five grand in your account? Yeah, or is that just financial literacy, helping them see, like, save up for property or yeah, something? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And again, I think— Because we have a wide I range think, of where people come from. Like, if you came from Utah, you're like— or a lot of, a lot of people are a little bit entitled, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like some people that maybe come from yeah, I see what you're saying maybe lower lower income like yeah, towns they're okay with yeah, are like dude, I just I'm I have fifteen grand like, like I am good. I, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna spend it. You it know? is true. Like fifteen grand in your account is like crazy for a lot of people. You know, chilling with fifteen k yeah. in there, which is a lot of money. Yeah, I mean uh, that is truth. Two things kind of go through my mind is like one stages of life, right? Like how I view money. And making money right now is different than when I was 20, right? Like 20, hmm. 21, it was kind of like pay for school, you know, functionality, like almost. And maybe my mindset probably could have looked very different at that age. But now it's like I got a two-year-old daughter. My wife's not working right now. She's pregnant, you know. And I'm like, let's go get it. Yeah. You know, and and not that I'm like money hungry, but it's more of like, I mean, if there was a door in front of you and there was money behind you, would you open it? Yeah, you'd open it, right? <laughs> but, but the complacency trap, I think, is um, it could be it could be that it could be a mindset, a belief thing. But I, I really would just take it back to the moral dilemma. Whether whether you, because for me, it's it really comes back to the moral dilemma. It's it's not really a matter of like fifteen or a hundred grand in my account. It's it's the choice in front of me today. What I value is being this type of rep, but now I'm sacrificing my value because of this. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how, and, how do you and bring so, it together? I mean, like, how do you bring up what you're doing and what you value back together? Yeah. Um, it's hard because it just depends on the it depends on the rep, right? It depends on like what maybe some of those mental and emotional constraints holding them back from implementing 
whatever whatever it's keeping them from from doing it right i think sometimes even recognizing recognizing the moral dilemma in front of you i've I've seen that help reps make the choice to work you know sometimes just talking about what we're talking about right now helps reps it's awareness right like again i'm always i'm a huge proponent just like self-awareness like you find that awareness is what holds a lot of people back dude yeah i think i mean is complaining common in this industry for sure so much right my big belief is complaining comes from a place of lack of self-awareness 100 percent. and this is why incredible complaining comes from a place (laughs) of there's a lack of self-awareness and this is why negativity is going to pass through the mind pass through the body every day right again people are going to take emotional dumps right if we don't handle them but but as humans, we also crave to be connected. We crave to process. We crave to talk about things. We crave to, to, you know, um, process things and and not feel crappy, right? And so I think what happens is we don't handle the negativity well or the emotional dump well, and instead of maybe being open and transparent and vulnerable about things, we complain. So there's a big Oof. difference between a rep saying like, "Dude, it's so freaking hot. I don't want to work today." And a rep being vulnerable and saying, dude, I want to want this more than I do today. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to work hard. I'm struggling a little bit with motivation. See the two difference? Yeah. Very two different. This is positive. And he's aware. He's aware. He's aware of his crap. And, he's, and, he, and he was able to communicate it, get it off his chest, work through it, rather than not aware. And not aware that he actually wants to work. He's just struggling finding the motivation today, which is a natural human experience. And the way he handles that is just by saying, dude, it's so freaking hot. I don't want to do today. And that just creates negativity, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that rep isn't aware. This rep is aware, and he's either, he, he either just chooses to settle this on his own or he chooses to be vulnerable and express it and explain it. Wow. That's sick. Isn't it? Got to cut dope, that dude. up into micro content. It's got to go on the gram, dude. I yeah, throw it on the gram, dude. Tag me, please, dude. Here's, <laughs> here's something. Some, yeah. Here's something that's just been thrown around all the regions right now. Is there a catalyst to therapy and getting into your mind and and making this process faster? Whether it be a substance, whether it be a therapist, whether it be uh, just a way of thinking, or affirmations or like is there something to make this work faster smoother better and a lot of people want to ask about ayahuasca as well so ayahuasca (laughs) dude that's all over instagram all 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 over the place right now you got like jimmy rex and you got like people really chatting it up right brandon yeah (laughs) yeah so so for me i'm i'm in the research stage dude so I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't experimental know, stage. I don't know a ton of, I don't, yeah, experiment. Scattering data. Every day I'm experimenting, <laughs> dude. Ayahuasca's lit, dude. No, I don't know. Never done it. Um, haven't done enough research. I think in this industry, it's like, a, it's a big, small family yeah. and it's really tight knit. Right. And so I think when one ayahuasca is like, I feel like just been, people are chatting about it. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm and I'm it's a been researching, is what he has. Re- researching is. more. I don't have enough data to be able to like put an opinion on it. But would I potentially experience it? Probably. I'd probably be willing to experience it once I dive in and understand it a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to trying or experiencing it, but yeah. Um, I don't know about the whole clarity that you get from it, but I don't know. That's um, in terms of your question, though, 
there's a lot of routes I think to get that. Essentially, what you're asking is best results. How do you get the best how do you get results? the best results in terms of mentally? Yes. Um, you uh, said fastest, which would be right? best as well. Fastest oh. is best, right? Yeah. Well, I'd say I I think a lot of people like to process and and make sense of their thoughts, their emotions, and those type of things. Um, and this is a job where we feel a lot and we think a lot. Um, and so for me, that's one reason I do like therapy as an option is because it allows the brain to process in a way that it hasn't really before. Hmm. And so sometimes there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's times where I'll work with a rep and, and the first two, three weeks it does get a little bit harder. Um, because you are kind of open and I mean, you, you know, we are talking about sometimes hard things, um, but there's always an up. It's always, the up is always way better than whatever, where, where you started. Yeah. So, so it's like, I got to, you know, struggle for a little, you know, three weeks before it gets a lot better than by all means sign me up, you know? And so I'd say, and obviously a biased perspective that therapy is one of the fastest ways I think to, to improve and level up your mind. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's going to be. I think I think what the industry you obviously hear reps like obviously there's a ton of you know caffeine Adderall yeah. in in the industry right and like I'm I'm pro caffeine I'm not against caffeine at all I'm just like really I'm kind of anal about how I how much caffeine I intake and and what where the caffeine's going from of it. yeah yeah and so Moderation. not against it yeah just I feel like I'm smart about how I use it um, and. I'm not against Adderall. I'm a, I'm for it if if it makes sense because you've diagnosed with ADHD and it helps you. Because I've seen with clients when I was practicing more traditional sense, with clients that that have ADHD, I mean Adderall can make a huge difference. Yeah, Chandler and their Adderall's, ability just to his sheets are sweet. Yeah, Dude, you can tell the difference between an Adderall sheet from Chandler and a normal sheet. From Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Adderall. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not. Weak, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's just honesty with yourself, right? Cool. Hmm. Here's a question for you. What things do you see that management does yeah. that that it's is either question, really, man. really good to help the emotional state of their reps or yeah. really, really bad that affects them negatively? I have a follow-up question That's after question. that. Okay. So what what does management do to help their reps mentally, emotionally, and what yeah. are some things that they've done to, that, yeah. are, that are not so helpful? Um, I think when, when, a, when a rep comes – to a manager and is complaining because when I said, "Hey, do we complain?" All you're like, "Yeah, dude, so much complaints, right?" We've you you've all gotten that call from reps for sure, right? And I think in those moments, I mean, I guess my question is, what goes on for you emotionally when you get a rep calling and complaining? Little little uptake of anxiety. You get, bit. you get upset for sure. Yeah, like this dude's soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Totally, dude. Yeah. Right. So, um, one thing managers could probably do better is one understanding that their complaints coming out of a place of lack of self awareness. So, if I just say, "Dude, you just got to go and freaking grind harder," you're not going to get results. It's just most likely you're probably not going to get many results. Um, taking the high road a little bit and trying to understand wh what's, what is, if this rep is saying, dude, it's so hot or nobody, dude, no, everybody's addicted and nobody wants to buy from me. What is this rep really saying? Maybe they're saying, dude, it's been hard to knock and a part of me is feeling kind of inadequate out here. Yeah. Right. And addressing that with them, 
You're going to get way farther in terms of motivation and trying to get results than, dude, you just got to keep going, right? And so I think sometimes as managers, I think it's easy to feel anxiety when your reps are struggling with problems and, and want to solve them and figure it out. And so we jump to solutions rather than sitting back and like, hey, let's just chat about it for a minute. Let's process this. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but the outcome's better, so it saves you more time in the long run. Oh, it's man. not a it's not a patch. And that's it's something a that, solution. Yeah, and that's something that I've done a lot this summer is work with managers in that realm, helping managers um, know how to better help their reps and be able to actually walk them through that process. And I have a whole like program tailored to that. And I'm actually going to be implementing that come like come September. I'm actually going to start mark. I haven't marketed it, but I'm going to start marketing towards the management program and, and getting managers on board there. What do you do? H- how do you help like a manager to manager or a rep to manager like frustration? Do you do anything with that? Like he's not helping me in this way or he's not. And then the manager's like, well, the rep's not communicating to me yeah. or like a leader to then his, his leader. Yeah. Just like frustration. Do you do anything with that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when it, when it comes up, absolutely. I think, it's hard because it, it probably just depends on the scenario and, and whatnot. I think uh, now we're talking communication, right? It's yeah. just how do I how do I more effectively be able to communicate really what I'm trying to communicate, um, and and get reps to take ownership where they need to take ownership. I think as I've worked on the company contract side and I've been able to dip um, into working with teams and managers, and that that has been fun. Um, because I get to kind of play more that that role of like upper management, really setting the expectation of how to how to work with some of these with with how how to help manage some of their dudes. But I imagine um, it's very similar to family therapy. You know, it's like dealing with frustration between family members is like our leadership circles feel a lot like that. Sometimes it's like yeah. our brothers and it's like ninety percent communication. Would yeah. you say? Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. And, and I think. <laughs> Understanding. Why do we not communicate? Is it just like ego? Yeah, Pride? I think a lot of things, a lot of people don't say, again, <laughs> lack of self-awareness. We don't really know what's going on, so we don't know how to communicate the real real, you know? As, and, and we need to be able to better communicate the real real. But, but I think what keeps us is like, essentially, vulnerability is a word that gets tossed around a lot nowadays. But low-key, it's, it's, it really is really valuable be. in management. Hmm. When a manager can be like, vulnerable and actually like try to communicate what's really going on uh, with with either their team or with managers um typically you can get better conversations Dude, that needs to be one of our new core values honestly i think we need to talk to brandon good humans ambitious and self-aware self-aware that's sick self-aware dude self-awareness is the sauce dude it's the sauce self-awareness is the sauce 100 yeah what uh what books do you like to read um, it's funny cause I, I use this app called, uh, have you ever seen the app Blinkist? Is that like Headway? Uh, is it's it like, like small books? Yeah. Or it's, yeah. Con- it's like condensed. condensed. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, uh, I forget the title of the book that I just read <laughs> cause it took me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It took me like 15 minutes. What, what I do is essentially, um, if I like the book enough, then I'll, then I'll go buy it and read it. But mm. I, I really, really like Blinkist or Headway or something like that. Um, little snippets of books. I think that's a really good resource for reps, too, because you're just essentially paying a subscription, but you have access to a lot. And then if one sticks out more than the other, just go buy it. 
Yeah. Um, because for me, it's always hard. It's always hard to just buy a book and then stick to it the whole thing. And so, because I, I like switching up content, I'll get bored. And so, for for me, like if I can read five different books in a week, I like that a lot. Mm. But I don't want to spend. I'm a slow reader, and I don't. Yeah. Anyways, so that's how I do it. So in terms of specific titles, in terms of management, Dare to Lead is actually it's a really dope book. It's her name's Brene Brown. It's yeah. a girl. She she's a she's a social worker, and then she's just she's a huge business consultant right now, traveling around. And her her whole preface is vulnerability wow. and how really? to how to implement vulnerability with in in terms of management. Um, super cool read. Cool. So how do we uh, how do we get in touch with you? To do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Instagram is the best place um, right now. At the sales therapist, you'll see it. Um, and then, yeah, there's links all up on my Instagram. LinkedIn, too. If that's if you're not on Instagram, you can go on LinkedIn or TikTok. Um, but, yeah, Instagram is probably the best place. And then there's links from there if you want to jump on a free call um, and chat it up. I'd love to. I have a I, – I think – I'd love to kind of know, you know, a lot of guys want to see in this process, like some like results or some data, like, are there any, any like data points that you've seen, like after someone using one of your packages or courses, are there, are there any data points that show how much they improve by? Yeah. Um, I do have that data. A lot of it, a lot of it is like verbal testimonials or texts that I get and okay. stuff like that. So there's, there is that, but cause it, it's been difficult to track the actual data points without being in like the company's yeah, you system, to, you know, there it's number CRM, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, however, um, I do a money back guarantee, which essentially is like, if it doesn't help you make more money, I give you money back. And so that doesn't happen often. Sweet. <laughs> so it does help a lot of reps make more money. And so that's always my goal on top of essentially mentally and emotionally just being in a better spot is like, let's hope it translates to, to also increasing income. Cool. So. Well, guys, I feel enlightened. This is our first therapy session together. <laughs> this is awesome. We needed this. But, uh, Corey, thank you Thanks so much for, for coming me. on, dude. Thanks that was great. Me. That was fun. Appreciate it, dude. Yep.